Okay, welcome back to another show with sports with Sean and Kobe today. You know, we got a lot for you today. Going to start off here talking about the draft again. Um, Sean, what are you thinking in the draft? You know, we all know who's going to be number one, the guy, Trevor Lawrence here. Trevor Lawrence is going to go one. He's the best prospect to come out in probably ten years, at least, definitely since Andrew Luck. Um, I think two's kind of consensus, too. Like, everybody's kind of leaning Zach Wilson. That's where I think the Jets are going to go. Not sure about it, but, I mean, right now I think one and two are locked in. What do you think? Um, I think the same as well. The yeah. Jets, your Jets definitely going to take Zach Wilson. You need a quarterback there to trade the Sam Darnold to, to the Panthers there. And Trevor Lawrence, everybody knows Trevor Lawrence is a guy going number one with Urban Myers, And we're going to see great things down there in Jacksonville, so I can't wait to see that happen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah and I think, I think Zach Wilson will do really well in uh, Michael Floyd's offense, too. He's like you like they like they like to like it's a lot of like yard after catch and Zach Wilson's super accurate in the short game so I think he'll do pretty well probably gonna be the best two quarterbacks in the draft I don't know Trey Lance and Justin Fields are super athletic but that brings us to the next one number three the Niners I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say they're gonna take Mac Jones just because like I've seen a lot of reports saying that they love him so much and he's like that like prototypical like quarterback and he's done so well he did so well last year like he probably should have won the Heisman I mean Devonta Smith deserved it but like. He's throwing on the balls, you know. So you're saying, so like, you're saying the 49ers take Mac Jones there? I think that's a possibility, yeah. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, like Justin Fields, uh, I feel like Justin Fields will fend that offense well uh, with George Kittle and those guys down there. I mean, Mac Jones could fend that offense, but I just think the better fit for them is Justin Fields. But, I mean, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, so dep- really depending on where the Niners go at three, you have the fourth pick with the Falcons. I mean, I think they go with a quarterback and have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. So that's why I think, like, the Falcons' best option is Trey Lance because he's one of the most raw prospects in the draft, like 100%. Like, there's no debate about it. But, like, I think that if they take Trey Lance at four, have him sit for a year or two behind Matt Ryan, who won an MVP, he's been to the Super Bowl, he's done all this stuff. Like, that'll be really good for him, and I think he could come out and be, like, the next great Falcon quarterback, maybe take him over the hump that the Falcons couldn't get over for so many years. But what do you think about the Falcons? I actually agree with you on that one. That could definitely happen. I could also see the Falcons trading that pick away to the Broncos, and the Broncos having a QB battle with Trey Lance and Drew Locke because Drew Locke, he, he's, he's, not, he's not just there yet as a quarterback. I mean, he, he's decent. He showed that he can play and stuff, but I, I just think – Drew Locke is in his own way, and it, it shows, like, the Broncos have been struggling this past year, the past few years. I mean, they got good receivers. You just got K.J. Hamilton, Jerry Judy. You got your speed receivers, guys like that. You got a great tight end. Um, what's the tight end in Denver? Um, no fan. Yeah, they got no offense. No fan so Iowa. You got good uh, targets there. I mean, it's it's. I could see a battle down there in um, Denver. Is. Definitely. I mean, I can see that. But, like, you got to take into account the, the Broncos also pick at nine, which, I mean, this is pretty deep QB class. Like, there's five first-round quarterbacks, like, pretty much guaranteed. And Kyle Trask is, like, maybe a late-round first. But, like, at nine, there should be someone there. Like, you should get maybe one of the top four guys, you know, like, depending on how the rest of the draft falls. But, like, then again, somebody could jump them. So I can see where you're coming from. Next, we got the Bengals. I know you think that they're going to go Jamar Chase. Which I, I, don't, I still think that. I don't agree with you on that. I think that, like, you saw Joe Burrow almost, like, the, their franchise almost died a year and, ago. It, yeah. Last year, it almost died because Joe Burrow got attacked. He, he was on the blind side. Panay Sewell is one of the best offensive tackle prospects we've seen in so long. I think that the Bengals take Sewell. And I think that they build up their line for the rest of, like, Burrow's career. Like, they need, like, that guy. Like, 
like everybody has their one guy, like Big Ben and Villanueva. Um, you got, I mean, like, the, like I'm just thinking of, like, good tackles now, but, like, the British Shell Ferguson, Taylor Lewan, like, like, someone like that, like, that's going to just, like, come in and just, like, protect your quarterback for their entire career. So I think that's where they go. I, I can see that, but I also think after losing A.J. Green, uh, you only got, like, Tyler Boyd over there. You get another receiver. Higgins, though. Oh, you do have T. Higgins. They have, they have receivers, and they're young, too. Like, Tyler Boyd's a good young receiver. T. Higgins is, was a rookie last year. So, like, I don't know. I think the best way to go about it is taking the tackle here, getting Joe Burrow the protection that he so desperately needed last year. I think the best way would be offensive tackle, but I, f- I just feel like they would shock us here and pick Jamar Chase because Joe Burrow's been pushing it for – I mean, yeah, I get that. Get but that. Do, you think, do you think Joe Burrow – like, obviously Joe Burrow wants Jamar Chase on his team. They were yeah. college teammates. They played great together. They had great chemistry. But, like – also, if I'm the quarterback, if I'm in his position, I want to like, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't, I don't want my season to end early, so I want to go for a tackle that like is going to protect me for the rest of my career. That's how. That's how I'm kind of coming at it. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I totally agree. I see your side. Yeah, clearly. But I'm just saying, like, if Jamar Chase gets picked, I would not be shocked. I would not be. That, okay, so I, I will say this. I it could happen. I'd say there's like a 10 to 15 percent chance to take Chase. I would be shocked. I would, would be. be. I would be shocked. But, I mean, moving on from the Bengals, we have the Dolphins at six. I think they have to go receiver here. Just oh. get weapons for Tua. I mean, definitely. if Jamar Chase on the board, they take Jamar Chase. If not, I'd probably go Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle, one of those two. But I definitely see them taking Chase or Devonta Smith. Yeah. I mean, Devonta Smith had a great season last year, and you can't take that away from him. But, I mean, they could take, like, a Kyle Pitts here, too. Like I could see, actually, no, they have uh, they have Gusecki still, right? Yeah, yeah. So they don't need a tight end, but uh, Jamar Chase would definitely. Uh, that's my my consensus mock pick for the Dolphins, and I think that's most people's. I'm um, going Devonta Smith with that one. I, I could see Devonta Smith. I mean, he's he's a burner. He's got wheels. So I mean, that championship game, he had. I I, th- I think if he didn't get hurt <clears throat> late in that third quarter, he might have had like at least 400, 500 yards. Yeah, he went for like two hundred and fifty in the first half. Right? Three touchdowns. Yeah, three touchdowns. Nuts. Just a crazy game. Uh, moving on, we got seven. The Detroit Lions. I don't know what they're gonna do. They got Jared Goff up there now. New coach and Dan Campbell. They have a ton of holes. Like, the Lions are just a mess of an organization. So, what do you think they do here? Uh, actually, I think they trade this pick to the Falcons, and the Falcons go pits on this one. The Falcons take pits. I mean, you got Hayden Hurst. I mean, young tight end, pretty good. But I definitely think they go pits here, get another threat for Matt Ryan, and uh, I think that's where they go on this one. I can see that. I mean, I think I think there could be a trade here. That's definitely something that could happen. So, you're saying after the Falcons trade from four to nine – they trade back up to seven. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then that leaves that. that leaves Detroit at the ninth pick. Yeah. Okay. So so let's say we have the let's say we're the Falcons at seven. Yeah, I could definitely see Kyle Pitts going there. Um, number eight, we have the Panthers. The Panthers have so many weapons, like so many weapons. Their their offense is going to be great because like one, you have Joe Brady. That's the biggest weapon in football right now. He's just so good at coaching offenses, and they just traded for Sam Darnold. I'm not going to say he's a weapon, but I really hope he does well. I hope the kid succeeds. Like all love for Sam Darnold, but then they have. The best running back in uh, football right now, Chris McCaffrey. McCaffrey. They have Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. So, like, I think they could go tackle here maybe, like, oh, like work on yeah. the line, like Rashawn Slater maybe. I think right here this is where Seawall goes. I think Seawall goes to the Panthers. I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't think Seawall I think Seawall goes to the I mean, it depends. But. It depends on who the Bengals pick. If the Bengals pick Chase, Seawall goes here. The Bengals don't pick – if the Bengals pick Seawall, then I – I'd I, say Slater. I'd say Slater. Yeah. That's a, he's the second best tackle for sure. Yeah. 
But that's all we have for this segment. We'll be back shortly with the next one after this. And we are back again here. We're on pick number nine. Um, Jalen Waddle, I think here, goes to the Detroit Lions. That's who has the pick with this one. Who do you think goes to Detroit? Uh, for Detroit, let's see. I think um, so. We have Detroit at nine. Jalen Waddle is a really good option for sure. I mean, they they have to get their receiving corps up. Like they just lost Galladay the Giants, so I could definitely see that. I, I actually I'm gonna agree with you. I'll take Jalen Waddle. Uh, ten. I think this one's pretty. Patrick. It's certain. Patrick. I think it's a cornerback. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's easy. Cowboys are certain with certain for sure. Um, they, their secondary just, it's awful. So, I mean, they, they need to do something about it, and I think this is the best way to do it. Uh, 11, the Giants. I don't know where they go here. I mean, they don't need a receiver anymore. They just got Galladay. They lost a guard, so, I mean, like, maybe you could see like, an Elijah Vera Tucker or Wyatt Davis, like, someone here, because they just lost Zeitler. Um, you know, other than that, like, I don't really know, like, where you go. Like, for the I Giants, think they might like, go edge rusher here. I could see it, but, like, their defense is so good already. Like, they have such good – like, they have Leonard Williams on the inside. Like, their pass rush is already, like, set, kind of. Yeah. But, it, like, they have, they have, like – they have so many holes, but so few holes, like, at the same time. It's so weird. Like, the Giants are such a weird team because you can, like, put anybody out there and, like, you can say, like, oh, yeah, like, that's a good pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, like I, it, they could really go anywhere. I'm gonna go with like a Micah Parsons, maybe, like a like a nice like outside linebacker, yeah, like an outside linebacker, pressure. like like so, like something like that, like a four three coverage linebacker. Like I, I'll take Micah Parsons to the Giants. What about you? I agree with that. Yeah. I could definitely see him going to New York. Good fit there. Yeah. Uh, Eagles. The Eagles. 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 They need a receiver bad. They they always do. They, they always need a receiver. They need anything. They need everything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Like like we talked about this in a couple a couple episodes ago, I think, but like. The, just blatantly showing that they're tanking. Oh, of course. Like I mean, first, first with the game against the Redskins, where they take out Jalen Jalen Hurts, yeah. put in put in uh, McCown. Yeah, and then you trade away. You, you literally you lost the game to get the number six pick just to trade away to get the twelfth pick. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, just pick up more picks. Like they're in full rebuild mode. And uh, here, so who, who, what, what receivers are still on the board? We have, we took Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, and Chase. Right. Think yeah, Chase, but Chase could still be on the board, honestly, in this one. Maybe I don't know. I think they might take a corner here. I mean, who's in their secondary? Um, second. I mean, they could. They, I could see them going J.C. Horn. Uh, is Darius Slay still on the team or no? I think Darius Slay still on the team. So. Yeah, I mean, I but I know they lost a corner too to the Patriots. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'll take J.C. Horn at twelve to the Eagles. I like that. Next we have thirteenth. Um, the Chargers. I think they might go Slater here, offensive line, get protection for um. Justin Herbert, because they, they got the receivers. I mean, you got, like, Williams, Keenan Allen. You got the receivers. Um, so, I think they go off the line here. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Slater's a great pick. It's just you have, like, one of the best things that you can do as an organization is, like, like, last, like let's, let's take the Jets, for example. Like, last year they took Mekhi back to this year. They're going to take quarterback. Or if you take a quarterback and you take an O-tackle first round the next year, like, you just put them together for their entire careers, and they'll grow together. They'll learn together. They'll, like, become veterans together and, like, win together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think Slater's a great pick at 13. Protect Herbert for the future. Uh, 14, we got the Vikings. I think they go edge here. I do, too. I, I'm going to take Jalen Phillips from Miami. I think that's a I think that's a fair pick. I mean, I think I think, I think think he's going to be good. He's super athletic, really good player, gets off the ball quick. So I think Jalen Phillips is a pick here. 15, we got the Patriots. I think this is where Mac Jones goes. Okay, I, I will say this. If Mac Jones doesn't go three – 
the Niners, which is, like, the only other place I can see him going above this just because, like, all the rumors that came out. Like, they had their entire team at his pro day. Everybody was there. Yes, I agree. I think Matt Jones goes here. If Matt Jones goes at three, they take the best quarterback available, which in my guess would probably be I think Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be Justin Fields. So, yeah, I mean, it's either Matt. They're going to go quarterback. Cam's not the future. Cam's I, a good veteran to I, learn behind. I think he signed, what, a one-year deal again? Yeah, I mean – the best mentor Justin Fields could have is probably Cam Newton. They kind of they kind of are similar. They, they're I mean, very similar. Decently mobile quarterback. He won an MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. Like similar to, like the Matt Ryan situation. I mean, he's fell off in the like past couple of years, but he's still he's still that guy. Like yeah. he still knows what he's doing. So I think that I think the Patriots' number one target should be Justin Fields. Uh, Cardinals at sixteen. Um, they definitely need an O line. They need O line. They need O line. Protect Kyler. I mean, I'm thinking maybe AVT. Elijah Vera Tucker could go here, the guard from USC. Um, maybe Wyatt Davis. But Wyatt Davis is falling down boards right now. So I see Tucker as well. Going I, I like Tucker here at 16. 17, we got the Raiders. I think the Raiders here, they, they take Micah Parsons. You think Micah Parsons goes here? Yeah. I, I mean, the Raiders, I feel like... So who goes to the Giants at 11 then? I feel like the Giants will take... I think Micah Parsons goes higher than 17. I think that's that's just... Then I feel like if Mike Parsons goes 11, then Xavier Collins goes to the I can Raiders. See, okay, I'll give you three people I can see the Raiders taking, and I can see the Dolphins taking another one of these players that I'm about to say. Jeremiah Wosukermo from Notre Dame, uh, Quiddy Pei from Michigan, and I'd also go with, um, who did you just say? It's in my mind. Is it, is it Xavier Collins. Yeah, Xavier Collins. I think it's one of those three. But I think they go edge here, linebacker, like just get like boost the defense up. The Raiders are such a mess too. Like they're gonna win four games in a row in the beginning of the year next year and then just go like seven and nine. Maybe yeah, eight and eight. Or no, seven and ten. Oh, yeah, Seventeen game season now. That messes me up all the time. Like that. It's so weird. It's so like weird. That. Especially because like, the Super Bowl is now pushed back a week later. So Yeah, and you also you can't go you can't go five hundred. Like I, I, that's like the like goal for like a team that went like like the Jets. They went two and fourteen last year. Like let's go five hundred this year. They can't go five hundred. It's even year below or above five hundred yeah. now. So, uh, Dolphins at eighteen. Like I said, I think they go with like a Quiddy Pay or Zayvon Collins or Jeremiah Wilson Caramo, whoever they like the best, and is still on the board. I think they go at year too. What about you? I agree. They they need they need some type of defense there. Yeah. Um, football team, greatest young defensive line in football. So I think Montez Sweat, Chase Young, just so good. I mean, I think they go tackle here. I agree. They Maybe go, like a Darisau. Alex Leatherwood. I could see Leatherwood. I could see Darisau. One of those two, yeah. Uh, we got 20. The Bears. Bears. Uh, I feel like the Bears go receiver. I could definitely see them going receiver. I mean, like maybe like a Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, maybe. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. Uh, I forgot what his name was. But, yeah, I could see that at 20. 21, we got the Colts. Not really sure what the Colts do here. They're another team that's like they have holes, but like no holes at the same time. So like, I feel you like can the go Colts anywhere. offensive line is pretty good and set there. Yeah, um, they got Carson Wentz as quarterback. You know, you got a nice running back. I feel like they go some type of defense here. I can see them going like a Caleb Farley out of uh, Virginia Tech, the corner. I mean, they just brought back um, Xavier Rhodes, but like still, I mean, like you can use all the help you can get. Uh, Twenty-two. We got the Titans. I don't know where the Titans are going to go. You know, like, like they have, they have, like, a, they have the best running back in the league, probably Derrick Henry. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is like the most perfect quarterback for that system, and then they have a good line. AJ Brown, great receiver. 
I almost said Corey Davis, but he's a Jet now. <laughs> um, they got. They should probably go defense here. They just signed Bud Dupree, so they probably won't go on the outside. I can see them going cornerback and be like a Greg Newsom from uh, Northeastern. I think Northwestern DB as well. Yeah. yeah. But that's all we have for this segment. Again, we'll be back shortly after this break. We are back again here with the 23rd pick. Your New York Jets. What are you thinking here? I mean, they're such a mess. Like, I mean, they're they're clearly the they are like leading the team in rebuilds right now. So, are leading the league and um, so many holes. But I think the two biggest holes that the Jets have are cornerback and O guard. That that, that would that I would take at 23. Like, we don't have the best running back in the world, but like. I'm not taking a Najee Harris or Travis Etienne in, like, this situation that we're in. Obviously, they'd be, like, a great pick, and they'd be super exciting. But I think we take, uh, like, like a Wyatt Davis kind of player here. Yeah. Maybe, like, an, a corner with upside, like, Asante Samuel Jr., super good in coverage, super aggressive on the ball. But, like, I think that I, – I also think that, like, we could take one of them, and then the other one is – there's a good possibility they fall to the second round, 34, and then we get them there. But, like – I think overall it's going to be it, – it'll be it'll be fun to see what the Jets do at 23, but I think it should be corner or guard, and I'm going to say Wyatt Davis here. All right. Um, I think, like, you guys could get Travis Antian maybe in the second round. Uh, Travis Antian is definitely not a like, first-round draft pick, of course. I, I see him definitely go in the second round. You guys definitely could pick him up there. If, you see, like, the way, I, the way I think about running backs when I'm drafting, like when people are drafting them, right, there's so much value. There's so much value in other positions than there is in running back because, like, if you think about it, any, like, decent college running back is going to be good in the NFL with a good line. Like, like most, like, most, like obviously there's exceptions. Like, Chris McCaffrey deserves to go in the first round. He's he's a weapon. Derrick Henry. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a weapon. Like, they, there's there's exceptions. But, like, someone like a Najee Harris or a Travis Etienne, I don't think they should go in the first round just based on the fact because it's, like, such a deep class. Like, you have guys like Chubba Hubbard that's, like, like going to go in the fourth round. Or Jared Patterson from Buffalo who went for seven touchdowns in one game last year. Like... He's especially like the fifth round. I think that taking a running back when you have so many other holes on offense and defense is stupid almost. But yeah. Like you can you can do so much more and like build your team in such a better way and then you can bring in a Chubba Hubbard in the fourth round and then he'll be your running back of the future. I agree. I see running backs like late late round picks. I mean you, you need, like, receivers, O-line, uh, secondaries, and, like, edge rushers. I mean, the, like, like the Terrapins, like Anthony McFarland. Every single running back that goes to the Steelers does well because they have such a good line, and they always do well. Anthony McFarland went out there, and he played he played well. Like Benny Snell, Benny Snell, too. Benny Snell, yeah. Like, Le- Le'Veon Bell, he had a line. He was one of the best running backs in the league. Doesn't get a line. He's having 40 yards a game. So, I think that's such a huge part of it. Uh, that, that, speaking of the Steelers, 24, we have the Steelers. They just lost James Conner. They have a very complete team. They're very full. So I could see, like, this is a team that would take a running back in the first round. I mean, they already have two two running backs. You got uh, Benny Snow and Anthony McFarlane. Uh, I feel like I feel like they got one more running back. They definitely had four running backs in their death chart last season. I remember playing them twice, and they would have, like, I'd see a new running back almost every time because James Conner was hurt. You had Benny Snow. I think Samuels was the last guy. Samuels was their other oh, running back. Jalen Samuels. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Samuels. So I feel like they don't take a running back here. They maybe go defensive-wise. Maybe, like, an edge rusher, you just lost Bud Dupree. Or you take a defensive back, maybe. So could we? Could, we, could you see I, – I could see edge rusher. So let's put uh, about Aziz Oljari. I could see him going there. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, 25, we got the Jaguars. The Jaguars, another team that just so down bad. They oh. got to rebuild. I mean, 
So I don't know where they go. Like, like this is a team that can you can take anything and you're fine. Literally, anything but a running back. I think they go receiver here. Get Ronald Moore from Purdue. Okay. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, Twenty six. We got the Browns. See now. The Browns were going to get a linebacker, but they just got Jadavion Clowney, so I don't know where they go here. I mean, you just got another edge rusher. You got Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney coming off the edges. Uh, their D-line, their D-line's set with those guys. Um, what's the what's the one dude's name? It's like Oba, Oba something. Yeah. Their linebackers, I think their linebackers are set. Their secondary's definitely set. They got Denzel Ward. Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams. Um, who's in that? Who's their safety? Grant they, just, they just signed John Johnson. Like open the secondary yeah. as well, so their secondary is good. Their offense is set. I mean, you got Kareem Hunt, um, what is Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. We can go on and on about it. So I think the Browns are pretty much a set team right now. So they're going to be scary in the AFC North, but I'm not scared of the Browns. I mean, every year we're supposed to be scared of the Browns, and we beat them four times. What three three out of four times we played them? Or so I'm not really yeah. worried about that. No, I agree. I mean, they they could go anywhere, really, 100%. Uh, 27, your Ravens. I'll let you take this one. Um, I feel like we go edge rusher here, but maybe we could take a safety, you know. Um, we I was hoping we got, like, Malik Hooker out of free agency. We didn't do that. So I definitely could see us taking a Travion Morridge from TCU or some type of edge rusher that's there. Um, hopefully we get somebody so we can complete our defense because I think our offense is set as of right now. Um Picking up Sammy Watkins was a big plus, but we definitely need something defensive wise. Still need a route runner. <laughs> <laughs> still need a route runner. hundred percent need a route runner. Of course, I, I was hoping like something big. Like I, I was really hoping for Allen Robinson. That was that was yeah. my go-to right there, Allen Robinson. But uh, he got tagged, and now he's stuck in Chicago for the rest of his life. Terrible. Uh, but I think the Ravens either go. I think they go defense. I agree with you. I think they should go edge. You know, they just look at Ngakwe and Judon. Okay. So yeah, it's like a Jason Awa from Penn State. If like uh, if if Aziz Oljari's on the board and the Ravens don't take him, I'll be shocked. Like he's so athletic, he fits the Ravens scheme perfectly. So I'm just I'm just hoping we take somebody defensively. Yeah, uh, Saints at 28. I think they go wide receiver here. You know, like they like they're another like I mean, it's like I could see the Saints going quarterback, but like like not this late. Like you got to be bad for one year to go quarterback. Like they have Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. They can they can, they can work do with like they can they can work with that. Um. I think they go receiver here. Just add another compliment to Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas didn't play like that much last year. I can see like a Terrence Marshall out of LSU. That's the other receiver from LSU, Terrence yeah. Marshall. I can definitely see him going there as well. I think Marshall played in the slot when they won the national championship with Jefferson and uh, Chase on the outside. Uh, Packers at 29. I You know, I don't know where the Packers go here. I think they could go along here. Maybe like a Leatherwood if he's still on the board. Liam Eikenberg from Ohio, uh, Notre Dame. Christian Darsall. Yeah. So, someone like that. Uh, I saw another name on here. I haven't heard of him yet, but Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Um, all right. So, we got three more picks in the – or, yeah, three more picks in the four first round. 30, we got the Bills. I mean, I'm so happy for the Bills, man. Like, I like I, as a Jet fan, I'm supposed to hate them, but, like, I love the, I love the Bills too. I think they go edge here. I, th- I think they should they should go like an edge or like a maybe maybe a corner like just something on the defensive end because their yeah. offense is so high powered already. I mean I could see like Joe Tyron out of Washington, um, someone like that. Chiefs at thirty one, gotta go all line, all line, gotta go all line. They just got Thune. Um I think they're they're in the same position. They can take a Tevin Jenkins, a Liam Eikenberg, 
uh, Christian Darisalp is still there, like someone like that. And then 32, we got the Buccaneers. I think they might go corner here. I mean, they're bringing out all 22 starters, but I think they go corner here and get Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, and that's the last pick of the draft. I think that's what happens here. Okay, I, I will say this. If Caleb Farley's on the board of 23 and the Jets don't take him, I'll be very upset. <laughs> but that's what we have for this segment here. We'll be back shortly with the next one. Catholic Social Services of the Diocese of Scranton can help. All right, we're back here. We're going to talk about the over and under for our teams and how we think we feel about our schedules here. Do you want to start off? With your team, the Jets? Uh, yes, I will. The Jets right now are sitting at six and a half. And, I, you know, I, I'm going to be – like I'm going to say this as a, as a nerd, I guess, like just like analytically. I'm going to say under just like based on the season I had last year. But as a fan, I'm going to say over. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say over, just like over six and a half wins. I mean, I think that we lose to the Bills twice. I think we split with the Dolphins, so that's one and three. Um, I I think we can beat the Patriots twice this year. I think I think this is the year. You think you can beat the Patriots twice? I do. I mean, if Zach Wilson's like who he says he is, and the defense does like they take that next step with Salah and uh, Ehrlich coming in, you know, Carl Lawson off the edge. We have a great young defensive line. Get a corner in the draft, you know, like secondary is good. We have Marcus May, Ashton Davis. I think I think that we can be the Patriots twice. So I'll put us at five hundred right there, three and three. Uh, Jaguars, we're going to be the Jaguars. So four and three. Um, Titans. I don't know about that one. But <laughs> I think that might be enough. Yeah, I, I just think Derrick Henry's going to run all over us. So put us four and four. The Bengals. I think we beat the Bengals. I think we beat the Bengals. I mean, you are home for that one, so I home for the Bengals, so I could definitely see it. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to get blown out by, the Saints are going to get blown out by, and then we're going to beat the Eagles. So right there, we're already at five wins. Um, then the five away home opponents, we have the Broncos, who I think is that's a very winnable game. So let's put it, let's put us at six right there. Um, the Colts, I'll, I'll say it's an L, whatever. You know, we'll move on. The Texans, Deshaun Watson, who knows if he's going to play or not. We're going to be the Texans. I can definitely see that happening. We're going to be the Texans. So I mean, seven. I think Tyra Taylor would be the quarterback. I, I think Tyra Taylor's the quarterback at the moment. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think we can definitely be the Texans. I mean, they have a new coach who is just oblivious to everything, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, my so God. He can't even. He can't even, like, address the press properly. Can't even. Can't even. Um, the, no, the, wor- the worst one addressing the press is the Eagles' new coach, the guy from the Colts. Like, he, like, came out and is uh, – his like post like like right after he got his con- like signed and he got his contract he came out for an interview with the press he would he just said his answer to everything was like we're here to win that's it <laughs> and then like they asked another question he said the same exact thing over and over and over again he couldn't communicate for anything um you know as a scary coach the Lions Dan Campbell oh like, my god he's that, a crazy that man dude is wild Dan Campbell is crazy I mean like. He's said some really, really weird stuff, and like, I mean, like, it, and like, I feel like it would get like people fired up, though. So, I mean, he might get them fired up, but like, it's still might. weird. It's still weird. It's still weird. I hear, I hear where you're coming from, but I could definitely see him run, running through the locker room door, like actually yeah. breaking down a door. Yeah, that's okay. um, last two away opponents for the Jets to round it out. We have the Falcons. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what they're doing. Like, if if they're if it's late in the season and they're like just like throwing Trey Lance in, like or whoever they draft this year, like they just put him in there and they let him like go with the Wolves. I think we beat him. If it's Matt Ryan, I say we probably lose, just because I don't know if our defense is ready to face Matt Ryan. Then the game I'm most excited for last year or next year is the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold's revenge game in Carolina. In Carolina, I mean Carolina Stadium is super nice. I've been there once. Um, 
you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd love to see Sam succeed. Obviously, I want to beat them, and I think we will beat them. I'll say that. And that brings us up to eight wins, so my over was right. But, I, you know, I'd love to see Sam, like, almost like, – like, as much as I love the Jets, and I love the Jets more than I love Sam Donald, but I love Sam Donald. Like, it wouldn't be, like, the worst thing in the world to see Sam Donald come out and, like, beat the Jets. Like, just to see – like, show that he's turned it around. It would also really hurt to see him, like, throw, like, a 97-yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson. <laughs> That would suck. <laughs> like, really, really bad. That'd be painful. Oh, my God, yeah. So, what does that put you guys at? 8-9? Eight, 8-9. Nine? Eight, nine. So, just below 500 with the new... Like that, that, that's what I said before. I mean, if you were 2-14 and, and last year, the Jets had a pitiful season. They were awful all year long. Went 2-14 and, and, like, won, like, a couple games at the end of the year, like, whatever. But we go 2-14. and 14, like, like, a goal should be, like, 8-8. Eight and eight. And like or five hundred. Obviously, you can't get five hundred anymore, which is so annoying. But like eight and eight or eight and nine now is like that should be the goal for the next year. And then after that, it should be make the playoffs. Like you get you keep building through the draft and you make the playoffs and you keep building through free agency in the draft and you you win a playoff game and then you make it to the Super Bowl and then you win the Super Bowl. That's how a rebuild should go. So I think if we go eight and nine next year, we'll be on pace for the proper rebuild, which I think Joe Douglas is trying to do. I can see that happening. So for the Ravens here, got us. Um, I think. We're supposed to be at 11, and I can definitely see that happening. I mean, our schedule, play the Brown, play, play Cincinnati twice. We're not going to lose Cincinnati. We're, we're going to shut down Joe Burrow, I think. Um, Patrick Queen rocks Joe Burrow once again. Uh, we play Cleveland twice. You know, that's why you want them to get Jamar Chase. You want, you want Joe Burrow to get <laughs> again. I get it now. Um I can definitely see us going one and one with Cleveland, but you never know with Cleveland. I mean, I feel like Cleveland has had the better team, better team than us over the past few years, but they just don't execute it well. I mean, first game of the season last year, we blow them out at home. I mean, no fans, so there's no like home field advantage. We just blow them out at home. Um, late in the season, we have a late late game with them, back and forth. Lamar Jackson comes out of the so-called bathroom with cramps and throws a game-winning. Uh, Game-time touchdown pass. I mean, no. Game-leading touchdown pass. I mean, they score quick, though. I mean, our defense just sold us there. But then, um, Josh Tucker, the GOAT, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, best kicker in the league. Best kicker in the league, of course. Other than the playoff game against the Bills. Don't know what happened there. But, um, so you, n- you never know what's Cleveland. Pittsburgh, I think we beat them twice. I think we get a revenge and beat Pittsburgh twice. I mean, you got Big Ben. He's old there. Um, I feel like we can shut down Juju and Chase Claypool, I mean, Marcus Peters and Marlon just, they're, we own them. All right, so I'll, I'll, let's, say, let's say you slow down to the Steelers' offense. I mean, the, the Steelers' defense is legit. Like, they are very good, and they're very, like, very, very talented. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think you guys have split. I don't think you beat them twice, but. I I could see a split, but I definitely hoping we beat them twice and could see here's, us here's, beat them You twice. know, I'll, I'll give you this. I think that, I think the Ravens are going to win the North next year, but I will say this, I think. You beat the Bengals twice, and then out of the Browns and Steelers, you beat one of them twice and one of them you split with. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And then we have L.A. at home, so I see us beating L.A. at home. It's at home. You know, we got, like, the home field advantage, and Baltimore is, is great. Well, the Packers, I feel like we dropped that game to the Packers, and we play the Chiefs again at home. I just don't see us beating the Chiefs. We, we struggle with the Chiefs too much. I just don't see us beating the Chiefs. Uh, we got L.A. again. I see us beating L.A. Um, I feel like L.A. just can't mess with us. 
The Raiders, the Raiders aren't good. I don't see us losing the Raiders. I feel like the Dolphins put up a great fight. But uh, we we come out on top of that one. Detroit, I don't see Detroit beating us. Jared Goff, we, we own Jared Goff, so I don't see us beating. The Colts, I can see us. I can see us beating the Colts, especially with Carson Wentz as a quarterback there. Um, who else is there? You got the Bears. The Bears. W. I mean, I, th- I think the over for the Ravens hits easily, 100%. Yes. But that's all we have time for this segment. We'll be like shortly with our next one. We're back again here. We're going to start off with the – we're going to come back here and talk about the NBA. Yeah, a little um, NBA roundup right now, you know. I think we should make this like an every week segment. I do too. A little, a little NBA roundup at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk Eastern Conference first. Uh, we got – Sixers in the first, Nets in the second, third, third is a box. I don't think that's changing. I think that's going to be like that's going to be the top three for the rest of the season. I don't see anybody else like getting up there. Um, and then, as it has been all season, four to nine is where it gets really interesting because you have teams that are thirty wins, twenty nine wins, twenty eight wins, twenty seven wins, twenty six wins, and like any team can go. And you just don't want to be the team that ends up in the seven to ten spot because then you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. You only get to play in tournament. So, don't, I am going to say this: don't look now. But the Knicks are getting hot. They've won four in a row. I mean, and they're going to win five in a row tonight against the Mavericks. The Wizards won two straight, and we're only, only I think one, we're only one game away from that playing game. I mean, the Bulls are at twenty-two, Toronto's at twenty-two, and we're at twenty-one. Yeah, Just you're about it. You're a game back from the playing game. I like I, that, that. That's another thing right there. I mean, the race for like the nine seed and like above is going to be like super tight. But then like you get to the ten seed, and there's there's three or four teams that can, like, compete for that playing spot, which is actually pretty interesting. The East is so competitive this year, and it hasn't been like this in so long. And I'm I'm very happy about it, too, because, like, like it, like, reminds me of, like, the old days like, when the East was, like, really good when they had LeBron. They had Melo on the Knicks. They had Paul George on the Pacers. Like, like that was that was good days, and now it's, like, getting back to that. So I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait. I mean, we the Wizards... Seriously, don't look now. We we might we might shock the world. I mean, Westbrook and Beal are turning up right now. Well, I mean, they should. They have like they have two all stars, really. I mean, Russell Westbrook won the MVP a couple years ago. Bradley Beal is one of the best scorers in the league. Still think he's going to be a Nick this off season though. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I can see, definitely see the Wizards making a run. I could also see like a team like maybe like the Raptors making a run. They have so much like they, the Raptors have so much like chemistry, and they well they like they have so many people coming back from that team that want to. Now, like, an NBA championship two years ago. Like, they lost Kawhi. They lost a couple other, like, pieces here and there. But, like, they still have, like, the heart and soul. Like, Kyle Lowry is the heart and soul of that team. Oh, yeah. And they have, like, young guys like Gary Trent's on the team, I think. Um, they got another person in that trade for Norman Powell. But the Raptors can make a run. The Bulls can make a run. They have a ton of talent. And then above that, you get, like, like the Heat. They won the East last year, and now they're the seventh seed. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, maybe they were just a bubble team. You never know. And I can see Charlotte making a run. I mean, if Lamelo comes back, uh, I think is I think he's supposed to come back. Uh, maybe during the playoffs. Like, I mean, the wrist injury is pretty bad, but I don't, I don't think it's too bad. So where he can't come in the playoffs yeah. and make make an ed factor for that team. So I well, think Charlotte. Yeah, has if Lamelo comes back, I mean, the Hornets could be the four seed literally. If Lamelo if Lamelo's playing right now, I have the Hornets at the four seed over the Hawks, guaranteed. Like, I mean. They're they're playing decent. I mean, actually, no, they're not. They've lost three in a row. But like, they're four and six in the last ten. I think Melo got out like probably ten to fifteen games ago. So I could definitely see the the Hornets making a run if Melo isn't injured. But if he stays out, I don't see them going anywhere far. And I see like, I could see like, 
the Hornets and the Pacers kind of falling off, and then, like, the race for that seven seed is going to kind of become between, like, the Hawks, Celtics, Knicks, and the Heat. And I think, no, like, nobody wants to be there, obviously. So, you never know. We'll see what happens. But you want to move on to the West? Yeah. yeah so, let's go to the West. The West is super top-heavy. Um, best team in the league, the Jazz, 41-14. and 14. You got the Suns, who are 40 and 15 right now. I think the Suns are the best team in the West, though. So. I agree. I the mean, Chris, this Chris Paul effect. It's, it's the, it is the Chris Paul effect. I mean, if you think about it, like the like Chris Paul, I, I think I've said this before, but he's the perfect player to come in for the Suns. They have so much young talent that, like, like they were they had like the, they have Devin Booker, they have DeAndre, mm-hmm. and they have McCall Bridges. Um, they have so many people that like could be so good in the league. And Devin Booker is already really good, but like Chris Paul, he comes in and he's. He's making that team be so good. They're, they've only lost 15 games for a reason, and that reason is Chris Paul. Um, Makes the team better. Yeah, 100%. He, he has to. It's, it's obvious. Um, 3C, we got the Clippers, 39 and 18. This one is kind of the same. It's like the top three are going to win. Um, Clippers have been playing good. I mean, uh, yeah, Ray John Ron- with Ray John Rondo, it's kind of weird. Um, the games Ray John Rondo has played in, they've been 6-0. So, like... The Clippers are starting to heat up now, starting to play as a team and get better. Because before, like a week ago, we were talking about how the Clippers didn't look too good. They were losing, <clears throat> losing so many games. And but, I mean, the Clippers always choke in the playoffs. Like, they're not going to win. They're play, not, not going to do much. It's playoff they, they PG. Don't, they, don't the, they don't win in the, play, the playoffs. Playoff, playoff PG is just terrible. Awful. Um, four seed, the Nuggets. I feel bad for the Nuggets, man. Sox, Jamal Murray, Murray. Aaron's ACL. That's, I mean, that's going to be this could have been this could have been the year they came out of the West. Like they they're a good team, and I think they're going to be back. But like that just sucks. So bad. I, I don't like, see him make. I make it. I see him making it to like second round tops. Yeah, I mean, Jokic is still going to carry. I mean, he's, he's the MVP of the league right now. Like Joel Embiid missed too many games. I think I think Jokic kind of has unlock. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel bad for the Nuggets. Lakers at five, super interesting because they start winning. You know, we we were talking about this before we came on. LeBron and AD get hurt. They get hurt. Lakers still do good. Um, Their bench single-handedly beat KD, Kyrie, and the Nets. I mean, I don't think James Harden played that game. But still, you're beating KD and Kyrie without AD and LeBron. This just shows something that you once once those two come back, it you got to watch out. Yeah, hundred percent. Got the Trailblazers at six, Mavericks at seven. Grizzlies at eight, Warriors at nine, Spurs at ten. Like that, they're kind of like in the teams competing for that play-in spot. You can throw the Pelicans in there too. The Pelicans are choke artists. So. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like they'll they'll be up twenty points before the first like the first half is over and then, and then blow it. They lose by ten. It just makes no sense. Like they happened the other night. The Knicks beat them by ten points. They were I, the Pelicans were up by like at least twelve, I think. So the Pelicans just choke every game. So I don't see them going very far. The Blazers playoff Dame is one of the best players in the league. So I mean. They could definitely do something in the playoffs. They can like, go like, far. He's, he's, Damian Lowe is the most clutch player in the league. Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think we can argue that. So, like, if they're playing a team close, like, Damian Lowe gets the last shot, it's going in. It's it's game over. Yeah, I mean, it's going in. It's game time. He, he sent home Westbrook. Uh, Paul George. Paul George. Two back-to-back years. Oh, so, I mean, that one shot on Paul George where he, like, shot it from half court, that was nuts. Waved him goodbye. That was oh, my nuts. Gosh. I, was, I was shocked. And then, yeah, I mean... The West is definitely shaping up, though. Uh, the Mavericks, they got Luka and KP. <sighs> Luka, I shot it. I, I don't know how that went in. Luka's just something yeah, else. It's, it's Luka. I mean, it's magic. It's just magic. Luka magic. I mean, the no. Mavericks are the Mavericks are super good. They're a talented team. Rick Carlisle's a great coach. And then Luka's one of the best players in the league. Chris Hops is a good role player. Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, like all those players. They're all good. 
But I thought the Mavericks were going to be way better this year. I thought they were going to take the next step. They didn't, which is kind of surprising for me. See what happens there. Um, Memphis and the Warriors. I mean, Curry's carrying that team, of course. He's got him on the back. He's got him on his back. I mean, Curry Curry's carrying, but like Draymond is the heart and soul of that team. I mean, like you can you just see the raw emotion in Draymond's face, and he's gotten so much worse than he was like in 2017. But I mean, the, the Warriors can make a little run because Steph Curry is just that good. Yeah, like it's it's insane, and everybody else on the team is terrible. Like Andrew Wiggins, like. He'll miss a shot. He'll, he'll take a shot, and I just know it's not going in. Um, that's all the time we have for this segment, though. So we'll be talk, we'll be back to talk about some retirements in the NBA and the NFL. All right, our last segment here of the day, we're going to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge and Julian Ottoman. We're going to start off here with Aldridge. Um, shocking, out, out of nowhere, regular heartbeat. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually very sad, you know. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge, I feel like he's one of those players, like, you grow up and you just, like, He's not, he never was your favorite player, but you always knew he was in the league and he was really good. But, like, it's just now – it sucks. He's, he's done, you know. I mean, and it came so, like, out of the ordinary. He just signed with the Nets, just got on a super team, was probably going to try and get a ring before his career was over. I definitely think this was the year he could have got his ring. And yeah, then this, this, this came out of one. nowhere. This was the one, and then this happens. I mean, I, I feel like maybe if he was on the team longer, they would have given him one still. But, like, now there's no way. I mean, there's just no way. And I feel terrible for him because – this was this was his year. Yeah, he, uh, he said he experienced it during the Lakers game. Um, had the regular heartbeat, and that was his final appearance with the team. And um, he said um, that now he's just gonna um, worry about his family and health. Now, uh, basketball is over for him. Yeah. So man. feel bad for the guy, but you gotta do what you gotta do, and it, stuff just happens. That's life. Yeah, I mean he's um, he's thirty five. You know. When you when, as you get older, you got to start worrying about that stuff more than like it's, there's some things that are bigger than basketball. Yeah, and this is definitely one of them. So his health is certainly more important than you know. Like I mean, maybe for maybe not for everybody, but like at least for me, I'm like I at 35 years old, like I'm gonna try and get my health right before I try and run a ring and like spend time with my family. Of course, I mean you don't know how long you have here. I yeah, mean, it's, exactly. it's life. We've seen it, that. Like Kobe Bryant, shocking. You know, like one of the most sad deaths I've ever experienced. And you know, you want to just make sure you're good. Yeah. Uh, but on to, on to a mo- like, well, let's get away from the serious note for a little bit. Let's talk about Julian Edelman. He had a great career. He failed a physical, and he, he came out, said he retired. I have two questions for you. Three, well, do, do, do three questions about Julian right. Edelman. First one, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No, I do not think that Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he had a great career, but he's just not a Hall of Famer. He's no, he's no Jerry Rice, uh, Megatron-type receiver. I mean, he put up great numbers. He was a great return man, great receiver, but he's just not a Hall of Famer-type receiver. Okay, does he have... Hall of Fame moments. Oh, of course. He definitely I mean, has Hall of Fame moments. I mean, uh, the number one. Against, um, the Falcons. The Falcons. Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely I mean, a Hall of Fame moment. He won, right he, won a, he won a Super Bowl MVP as a receiver. That's kind of like where I'm at. Like, like the, the thing is, is like I, I personally don't think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, but I also don't think that Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if you think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. I think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. But like, then, like, you can't say Julian Edelman's not a Hall of Famer. Because personally, I think that, like, winning three rings and a Super Bowl MVP as a wide receiver is more impressive than winning... Two rings and two Super Bowl MVPs as a quarterback. But, but, but here's the case. That, that's just me. I here's mean, the uh, case why I think Eli Manning's a whole for me. His first Super Bowl ring was against the undefeated Patriots. I mean, that team, everybody had him going 17-0. He shocks the world. I mean, he makes literally 
one of the greatest Super Bowl moment plays ever. Gets out of a sack, is getting pulled down, breaks out a sack, throws it up to Tyreek Phillips. I think it was Tyreek Phillips. Uh, and Tyreek Phillips. David Tyree. David Tyree, and he makes the helmet catch. I mean, that is one of the greatest yeah, moments it's, in the Super Bowl. It's one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history, but like... Like, then, then again, like, they're, they're down 23 of the Falcons, and then Julian Edelman just goes off in the second half, and he, he has that moment, and he makes that catch against the Falcons. So, I, I think, like, just personally speaking, I think that three rings, one Super Bowl MVP is a wide receiver. Like, like, that's the only, like, the difference here is, like, the positional differentia- like, differentiation. So, I think that three rings in the Super Bowl MVP as a wide receiver is more impressive than two rings and two Super Bowl MVPs as a quarterback. Because, like, a quarterback wins a Super Bowl MVP almost every year. So, I, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, all right, next question. Do you think right, – th- th- this is weird. I saw this on Instagram the other day, and it was like the comments were super split. You can pick two careers, Calvin Johnson or Julian Edelman. That's, that's a tough one. I mean, Calvin Johnson had a great career but ended it short. Well, he's, he's one of the best receivers of all time. Oh, yeah. well, well, you have to give Calvin Johnson that. Megatron, great years with uh, Matt Stafford, like when they were both super young. But – I'm gonna take the three rings in the Super Bowl MVP. I think. I think I think I'm doing the same. I mean, yeah. Calvin Johnson did have a Hall of Fame career, but I don't think Calvin Johnson even made the playoffs in yeah. his career. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't even get it, and then ended his career shortly. I mean, Julian Edelman played longer, played with the best quarterback in in the NFL, and won MVP time. and three Super Bowls. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you and agree with. Edelman. I'm going to go with Edelman on this one. Yeah, I'd rather have Edelman's career. On top of that, you have, like, what, like Edelman's such a great story, too, because he, he was a seventh-round draft pick. Quarterback from Kent State. Yeah, he's a quarterback. He comes out. He's they're like, oh, we can use him as a return man. Maybe we'll put him in the secondary. He starts as a return man. He's getting his reps in. He takes over Wes Welker's spots. Wes Welker's gone. And now he's Brady's guy for ten years. Like I definitely think Julian Edelman was the better guy than Wes Welker for Brady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wes Welker was great, and he he had a good career too. But like, I think that I think that like, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day actually, and they said that instead of just one one of the receivers getting in, the Patriots wide receivers like their core from the Brady years, like Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, yeah, like like those guys, they should they should get a bus like just like four heads together, just because just because they were the receivers during the Brady period, and they they all won like a ton of ranks. But here's the thing. I feel like Brady made Edelman better. I mean, just look at it. You had Danny Amendola and Chris Hogan. The, Chris Hogan played lacrosse. Chris Hogan wasn't even a football player. And Brady made him look like a semi-all-star receiver. And then Danny Amendola, I mean, you don't even hear anything about this dude anymore. So I feel like Brady made these guys better. So that's why I think that Julian Edelman, because when Julian Edelman played with Cam for the short amount of time, you didn't hear much about Julian Edelman. He didn't do much. He didn't play that great. So, yeah, hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. hurt this past year. So, but but that short not. time he did play with them, I just think that Brady made these guys better. So that's why I don't think they're Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah, I, no, I I I agree with you that Julian Edelman's not a Hall of Famer, but I think that the Bra- like the, the, the just like as like a joke, like the Brady receiving core should be in the Hall of Fame. This should be called the Brady Bunch, really. Yeah, like the Brady Bunch should be in the Hall of Fame. They've 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 gotten like like it, like it's a it's a it's far fetched for sure. But it's not at the same time. Like I can see, like the NFL Football Hall of Fame is such a joke. Like, like the baseball is so hard to get into. But like the NFL is a, is a joke, and like I can see these they, they, them doing something stupid. If like Chris that. Hogan gets in the NFL Hall. But it I'm wouldn't done. be Chris Hogan. It wouldn't be Chris Hogan. It would be. I don't think Chris Hogan deserves to be in it either. I think that like it's got to be like his, his guys. Like like Danny Amendola was his guy for a couple of years. Julian Edelman was his guy for ten years. Wes Welker was his guy. Um, 
I mean, Randy Moss already made the Hall of Fame, but like, like the, the last like four that he won with the Patriots, whatever it was, like that, like his guys there, like I think that they should get a bus together. Maybe even throw Gronk in there. Gronk's gonna get his own. Oh, I definitely think Gronk could be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, look you at him, him in the receiving core. He was Gronk, part of it. Gronk should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Now that that guy, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I mean, what about? I know the NFL does like, like they don't just have like Hall of Fame football players. They have Hall of Fame football contributors. I th- uh, there's two people. I mean, like Julian Edelman can easily be one. Oh, like of the course. coolest guy ever, and he's given us so many great moments. Second person, I think, could be a Hall of Fame. Football contributor Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my God, yes, he, so he's played easy. on so many teams and done so much for teams. Yeah, I definitely I mean, see that. I mean, he he's like the biggest contributor to football in the last twenty years. Like oh, he just, he's given us so many great moments. It's, it's just so fun to watch Fitzpatrick, and it's just a great time. Um, yeah, but that's going to be the end of our show. So you guys can listen live at CougarRadio.net. Follow us on Instagram and give us a like on 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 Facebook at Cougar Radio. Subscribe on YouTube and Spotify to watch and listen to all our podcasts. And that's all we have for today. Um, we'll be back next Friday with another show.